Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. It's great to be back with all of our listeners again today. And this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ here in Omaha. We're thankful to have this opportunity once again to be with you, to open up God's Word, study a little bit further, a little bit deeper. We do exactly as the name of the program, Search the Scriptures, suggests. We dig deep into God's Word. We look at it in depth and in detail, and yet we try to help you understand it in a way that is easy to comprehend and that also makes sense for your daily lives. We want to help you come closer to God. You know, how does faith develop? We keep emphasizing that here in the program. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Many people would like to have stronger faith. Well, as you gather with us each day here on Search the Scriptures, you can find your faith growing because we do teach God's Word. You know, a lot of religious programs, I suspect, talk a lot about God, about the Bible. Well, we're probably different from a whole lot of those because we actually study the Bible. Now, we're not trying to be haughty or arrogant in making that statement, but we really do get into God's Word. We want to help your faith to grow. And as your faith grows stronger, you should be coming closer to God. And our prayer is that you will ultimately make up your mind that you want to walk with God in faithful obedience, that you'll want to be with Him in heaven for all of eternity. You do that by coming to Him through Jesus Christ. Repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Christ as God's Son and your Lord and Savior. Being baptized into Him for the remission of your sins. The blood that He shed on the cross cleansing you of the guilt of your sins. And beginning to walk that new life of faithfulness and dedication and commitment to God through Christ for the rest of your lives. Revelation 2 and verse 10. We want to help you along that line. We pray for you. We really do. And we want to help you get to heaven. Now, at the end of the program, we'll tell you how to contact us. So have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready. Jot down that information and then contact us. Ask for the free Bible study that will help you understand all the basics of salvation, of Christianity, of the church, of eternal life. The study is free. We'll even take care of the postage. All you have to do is ask. Now, you can also receive a copy of today's program on CD if you would like. And again, it's free, and we'll take care of the postage. All you have to do is ask. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready to jot down that information and then contact us. We also encourage you to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. And just look at all of the study resource material that is there. You can click on the listen button. You can listen, download, and listen to oh, numerous radio programs, Bible classes, sermons. You can click on the articles button and download and study through hundreds of scripturally based articles that will help you grow in your knowledge of God's Word. You can scroll down the home page to the podcast button and you can receive all of our podcast Bible studies and sermons for free to your device. Again, it will be automatic. It only takes you about 60 seconds to sign up. 
And again, it's all free. So we hope you'll take advantage of all of these tremendous Bible study resources that are available on our website, churchofchrist.com. And again, it's all free. Now we've been talking about being saved by the grace of God. We began by looking at John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14, and also verse 17. We saw that it is by God's grace that we are here created in his image with a spiritual essence, that is, with a soul. It is by God's grace that we are here created in physical form. And it is by God's grace that we have the opportunity to be with him in heaven for all of eternity, to be forgiven, to be redeemed, to be saved, to have eternal life, to be able to look forward to that home in heaven with him through Jesus Christ. It is all by God's grace. In Christ, he offers us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He chose us before the foundation of the world, that is, through the plan of salvation, the gospel message of salvation through Jesus Christ, to cleanse us of the guilt of our sins. He predestined us, that is, through that plan, if we will obey that plan, come to him through the gospel, to become his sons, and he has offered to adopt us according to his will. By grace, through Christ, he made the way for us to be accepted before him. We're offered redemption, the forgiveness of our sins through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross, all of which demonstrates the riches of God's grace to us. He has made his grace abound toward us, revealing to us the, the, the glorious mystery of our salvation through the gospel. All of this, and Paul refers to it as all of the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ by virtue of our coming to God through Christ, his way. All of that by God's grace. All of that goes with salvation by God's grace. Now let's begin to look in the second chapter of Ephesians. And what we've just recounted is Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 10. In Ephesians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1, we read of how God made a way for us to come back from spiritual death to life in Christ. He's writing to these Christians in Ephesus, in the church there, Notice how he describes them before they came to him through Jesus Christ. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Dead in trespasses and sins? Oh, yes. Because you see, the wages of sin is death. Romans 6 and verse 23. When God instructed Adam and Eve to not eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the midst of the garden. In Genesis chapter 2, in verse 17, he said, In the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Now, physical death became an ultimate reality when they disobeyed God and ate of that fruit, thereby sinning. But spiritual death became an instant reality. Because sin separates us from God, Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. And so Paul, he reminds these Christians in Ephesus, 
you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. You see, this world is under the sway of the wicked one. This world is under the influence of the devil, largely. And so he says, in which you once walked according to the counsel of this world. And John the apostle says in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, that this world is passing away. Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10 that God is going to bring this world to destruction because of sinfulness. So he says, Paul says, coming back to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2, in which you once walked, in which what you once walked? Sinfulness, trespasses and sin. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Oh my. Yes. The devil is described there, we could say, as the prince of evil of unrighteousness. And he reminds the Christians in Ephesus, you once walked by his, lead, by his lead, by the lead of the devil, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. You see, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3 and verse 23. All of us need forgiveness. All of us need redemption. All of us need the blood of Christ, our Savior. The cleansing power of that blood. Every single one of us. And so he's telling those Christians in Ephesus, in the congregation, the Lord's church there, he's reminding them of their past. This is the way you were. You were spiritually dead in your sins. And most people in the world today, I would suggest to you, are dead in their sins. I'm not the judge of that. Jesus said that basically in Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14 he said straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life and few there be that find it because wide is the gate and broad is the way which leads to destruction and many there are who go down that way most people are lost in their sins Paul's telling those Christians at Ephesus, that's where you were at one time before you became Christians. Before you came to Christ, you were dead in your sins. But then, verse 4, but, oh, and what a great transition word that is, but, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loves us, even when we were dead in trespasses, and Paul's including himself in that grouping, he said, even when we were dead in trespasses, again, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now that means you, my friend, as well as me. Each one of us needs forgiveness and redemption through Christ. 
Even when we were dead in trespasses, God made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Only by God's grace can you be forgiven. Can I be forgiven? Only by God's grace do we have the opportunity for salvation, for eternal life. Paul goes on and says, and raised us up together and made us sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh, what a transition from being dead in trespasses and sins, from having walked according to the course of this world by the lead of the devil, having conducted ourselves according to the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. He's talking about worldly lifestyles, worldly sinful practices, having been children of wrath. And then God in his rich mercy and by his grace has made the way and offered us the opportunity to be forgiven, to be saved, to be counted accepted by him and righteous through Jesus Christ. He has raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. You see, when we become a Christian, we become set apart. That's what the word sanctified means. And it goes with salvation. They're virtually synonyms. It is to be set apart from the world unto holiness, to lead a holy life before God. For, because we've been forgiven, we've been redeemed raised up together and made to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. I don't know how we could ever fully cover in conversation, in words, in writing, in any kind of verbal communication the fullness of God's grace that he offers toward us. Now remember in verse 5 he said, by grace you have been saved. He's writing that to those Christians, those who have come to God through Christ for salvation in Ephesus. But the principle applies to everybody who would become a Christian that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Now only through Christ can we come to God. There are people who want to come to God without coming through Christ. There are people who believe in God, who say that they're living godly lives, that they're walking with God, who don't believe in Christ as the Savior. There are millions, billions of people along those lines. 
that kind of belief system will not work. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If we want to come to God for forgiveness and salvation, there's only one way to do it. There's only one avenue to take, and that is through Christ and his gospel message of salvation. Peter and John said in John chapter 4 and verse 12, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts 4 and verse 12. And again, Jesus has been made the author or source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Hebrews 5 and verse 9. There is no way to God. There is no way to forgiveness. There is no way to be redeemed. There is no way to eternal life except through Jesus as our Savior. Now somebody might say, well, what about all the people in this country or that country or in countries all over the world who believe in this or believe in that and they don't believe in Jesus as the Savior necessarily? I simply will respond with the words of Jesus himself. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the only way to God, the only way to forgiveness, the only way to salvation, the only way to heaven, the only way. Paul is simply reminding the Ephesians. They came to understand that and believe it and accept it and obey the gospel of Christ. In verse 8, Paul goes on and says, by, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. By grace, you have been saved through faith. Only by God's grace can we be saved. We cannot save ourselves. We're sinners. We need forgiveness. The sinner cannot forgive the sinner. We need someone righteous, someone higher than us to bring about our forgiveness. Only God can forgive us. And he sent Jesus as the Savior through whom we can be forgiven. He did that in love for us. And his doing that is the demonstration of his grace offered toward us. His grace. By grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Remember in Romans 6 and verse 23 again. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, there are people who want the gift without really having to make any real commitment of response, without having to change their lives. That won't work. 
God offers us by his grace salvation, eternal life through Christ. We must come to him through our Savior, his way. Jesus said, come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. You see, people, they want God's grace without having to come to God. Not fully. Now they would say, oh, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. But they don't want to come to God. They don't want to change their lives. They want to keep living in sin, basically. Now they wouldn't say that, but that's what they're doing. They're living in sin, but they want the grace of God while still living in sin. I've said this a number of times in this program. God did not, see, God did not send Jesus into this world to save us in our sins. God sent Jesus into this world to save us from our sins. That's what repentance is about, turning away from our sins. And then verse 10, Paul goes on and says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now you see, the life of a Christian, having come to God through Christ for forgiveness and salvation, is not a passive life. <laughs> no, no, no. It is an active life. It is a life of dedication, of commitment, of continued obedience and surrender. Jesus said in John 14 and verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. Yeah. We must live the life of a Christian, ongoing obedience. John wrote in, in 2 John chapter 1 and verse 9, Whoever transgresses and does not abide in, live in, live by the gospel of Christ, does, or the doctrine of Christ, does not have God. Now what does that word doctrine mean again? Teaching. In other words, John is saying, whoever transgresses and is not living by the teachings of Christ does not have God. The life of a Christian is an active life of dedication and commitment. And so Jesus said, be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. And that crown of life, eternal life, the home in heaven, will be only by God's grace. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for your offer of grace. Thank you, Father. Help us to embrace it fully and to live in your grace faithfully, obediently for the rest of our lives. Father, we pray that you will help people all over this world and so many, most all, need to do this, to open their eyes to your truth, to your grace, 
and open their hearts to humble themselves to come to you through Christ so they can be recipients of your grace. Please, we pray for your guidance for all of humanity along this line. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer. In Christ's name, amen.